guys, welcome to the. I'm the black Muslim girl. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the TBMG podcast. Wa alaikum salam. <laughs> this time I let this time I made sure I to let I could, I could see it in your face. It was like you were proud of yourself. Ooh, well then did you do your entrance? <laughs> well done. How how are you guys today? We're all right. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, you know what I mean? Alhamdulillah. We good, we Gucci. I'm I'm a lot less um like this time last week Khadija looked like she was about to melt, but you oh, look yeah. you look more yeah. <laughs> this weather. Yeah. Last week was something. That was so bad. That was so bad. <laughs> but no, I've I've had Khadija's image like the image of Khadija like just on her bed. <laughs> oh god, that sounded wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all need to leave me alone, okay? Wow. Do you know what it was? It was the fact that everyone's head was just so she hot. Looked like, Ill? Why is it she so hot? Like... Y'all Literally. seriously need to leave me alone, okay? Seriously. Oh, but yeah, but yeah. I'm so glad rain came, feeling a bit more chill. Guys, summer's almost over as well, which is kind of like... I know it's crazy right but at the same time I'm like yes let this be over with we spent the majority (laughs) of this year indoors literally in it so so we're gonna spend some more indoors because there's another lockdown (laughs) (laughs) I wish you could see your face I thought this went left no but it's true like I keep like part of me was like, oh, I really want to go out. I really want to go out, but then I'm like, nah, we're in a pandemic. Like, I don't want to go and catch the thing. Like, it occurred to me the other day. Like, are people did pe- are people still getting it? Because the way yeah, the news the just has gone, reporting, the deaths have gone up. They're right. Not, so see, the media is not lot. reporting this. Yeah, it's just not see, being reported, but it's going up. Like, I don't see, think people this understand. How, this is how they want to just send us to our deaths. But I don't care. From when the guy was like, from when the government was like, oh yeah, lots of people are gonna lose their families. What do you guys expect? <laughs> yeah, when do you that know what little, I mean? Like that little basterio said that. Yeah, man, man said like, oh, went and shook their hands in the middle of a pandemic. Like I don't know what positive to expect. Do you know what I mean? And that's how my guy caught it. <laughs> yeah, he went and caught it. Man caught it, came back and doubled down on the unclear guidelines. So <laughs> at this point, literally the, my house. The definition of unclear, man. Anyway, well, it's just it's just been it's just been unorganized chaos. You know, no no direction, no leadership, just vibes. Literally, in literally, literally. no direction, no leadership, just vibes. Plain. Even you know what? Even no vibes, because this one is not vibes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> just yeah, this is not vibes. Maybe vibes for you, but as for me, yo, this ain't no vibes. One hundred percent. Like it feels so weird. Like I feel like I'm in an alternate universe or something. Because where I am, it does feel like there's a bit of a lockdown because people yeah, are generally indoors. But then the moment I log onto Instagram, I go onto it. I'm just thinking. Everyone's going yeah, on holiday. I'm seeing people holiday. up in like, Turkey, Greece. Turkey. I'm thinking. I'm Am I tripping? What's going on? Look, I'm side. I'm giving everyone that has 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 done non-essential travel a side eye. But if you guys catch me traveling, mind Lol. your business. That's what business. I'm gonna that say. Side eye, it's not even like it's coming from <laughs> the fact that you care. It's just more of a um. I want to be away. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Literally. Nah, but I'm I'm. But being serious, I don't think I don't think I will be leaving this country till twenty twenty one. To be honest, like there's no point because the thing is, every time every time people go away, they come they come up with new rules saying that when you come back from this country, you have to do what's it called quarantine for fourteen days. 
like why am I gonna like why am I gonna waste my time like nah it's all right it's not it's really not it's uh, it's all right I'll I'll find somewhere in this big UK to go on holiday and enjoy yeah if it's like a staycation yeah. I'm calm with it but I'm seeing people travel abroad yeah you know how dirty planes are you know how much the airports are not even doing the mandatory checks for the most part yeah um oh speaking of mandatory checks I went sofa shopping the other day and that was the first time I went into a store oh, and wow. someone took my temperature. Oh, really? Oh, no. Where did I go recently? And they do- Oh, I went to Canterbury for the weekend, actually. And they t- before I went into a restaurant, they took my temperature. It was so good. Yeah, they put a thermometer to my forehead. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I was more shook. Like, there was a little station to um, put your hand sanitizer or whatever and the guy just came in, let me take the temperature. <laughs> I figured, I'm checking sofas. <laughs> okay, cool. But restaurants, <laughs> but restaurants, everyone's packed. The bars, the clubs, the, 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 all the 50, 50% off, whatever it's called, the eat out. Uh, eat out, help out. Everyone's cramped together. I feel so sorry for the service workers, man. They're here with masks and everyone's just like nah, laughing you know what? away. Some, like, of them, some of them pandemic. aren't even wearing masks. That's why I'm a bit confused. Like where I went to eat a couple of weekends. Yeah. People are looking at me like I'm tapped for wearing my mask. They're looking at me like I'm the crazy one. Did you guys see that? Um... What was it? That protest about get rid of the mask. Did it happen yeah. here? <laughs> well, I, I sighed when I saw a hijabi there. Oh. Listen, it was, um, I saw the video on Twitter, yeah, and I think they were chanting something like, get rid of the mask. And I saw that video, and please, firstly, why am I seeing black people in the protest? Two, I'm seeing hijabis as well. What are you guys? Was that here? Yeah. What are you guys doing? Oh, that's a shame, man. I'm thinking we're literally the worst victims out of all the demographic. Yeah, I was a bit. I was we're a the bit. ones that are being affected the most. They said all lives matter. That's what right. they said. Well, clearly not because everyone's we're in a pandemic and you don't even want us to wear a mask. Now this pandemic is revealing that a lot more people are more stupid than I thought. <laughs> yeah, I man. Thought people thought it was bad, really, but it's something really... else. And I've realised the young people are just getting screwed over, man. Young people are getting effed over. I feel for the students. I can't even engage in that conversation because it just angers me. It really angers me. And I just... Um, I can't... Like, this thing is... There's actually... Like, there's nothing I can do. And I... I, I, mm-hmm. I just... I just don't... I can't do it. Because I feel so bad for these students. So Mate. bad. You know, we're always banging on about meritocracy in the society. But, you know, someone decided to create an algorithm. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a computer. It's like, no. Someone has to build that. A human being has to build that. And they were warned against that algorithm, but they still went and did it. Because algorithms basically is just a bunch of instructions that you give a computer. Someone has to do that. And the fact that it's like, it's the poorer kids. It's the kids, like how your postcode is deciding your fate. Like what? You know? And it's like, it's just like all their work has been thrown in their face and it's just been absolute chaos. And it's just, there's just no regard for the young people here. Like, I just, I just wish people in this country would, would stop being polite about their suffering because, ah, oh, the way this government is moving mad, like the past six months, it's just But do you know much. what the thing is, though? So, you know I what the thing the is, kids, though? Man. You, give, you, you call a general election tomorrow, people will still vote this very same government in. So I don't even, like, this, work, I yeah. don't trust anybody. I don't trust part. anybody in this country. <laughs> I don't trust the government. I don't trust the general public. I don't Some. trust nobody. <laughs> it's just, it's so frustrating because you're right. Like, if there was an election right now, Boris would win again. And it'd probably be a majority. And it's like, there's no one actually even challenging them in this occasion anyway. So it's like, there's not even a good opposition. Everyone's just out here in chaos, just vibing. Like, <laughs> we no don't know grade, what's going just on. Just vibes. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I saw this, I was watching the news and I saw these two girls from that Brampton Manor and they're like best friends and they both got into Cambridge. And I was just like, oh, that's a nice positive story out of all of this chaos, like these two best friends. And they got me thinking like, do you really stay friends with people like when you go to uni, like from home? Like, like would, you, would, you, would you have wanted to have gone to uni with a best friend from home? I personally, actually, I didn't have no best friends at the time. So that's my own but. I don't know, it's a weird one for me because um, for me personally, my best friend passed away during secondary school. So 
when that happened, it was like GCSE times. So I'm think at that point, I'm thinking, yeah, I can't wait to get out of this area. I can't wait to get out of this building. So I kind of, I didn't, I did basically push everyone away, but it's like, I'm still like, I still either followed them on Twitter or Instagram or, you know, just out here. But like, I didn't actively bring, like, I didn't actively like maintain a lot of friendships in secondary school. Because yeah. for me, I'm just thinking, I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah. That, that was my way of like trying to deal with everything. So for me, it was like, yeah, let me just start college, fresh start. Yeah. Nobody knows me kind of thing. I'm just going to ghost basically i literally i literally went to start doing my a-levels and i was just in ghost mode i was like those two years i don't want to see anyone and i literally ghosted to the point where me and khadija went to the same college and we've never seen each you other you guys once went to the same college years. no we went to the yeah. exact same college same year and we never saw each other once we touched on this in another episode khadija yeah we touched on this and we realized we actually went to the same college and we didn't find out until we started recording this podcast no, I thought you got. I thought you guys knew the same people. I didn't know you went to the same college. No, I went to the same college, same year. Man. No, I be. I was in the silent area of the library. I was in the corner. I wasn't. No, she wasn't in the. She wasn't in the silent area of the library because I was in the library. She was in the. She was in the. In the. She was in the prayer. She was in the prayer room with the Muslims that used to look down on me. She didn't wear a bayer. That's where she was. Mate, I used to live there. I lived there, basically. Oh, but guys, don't you see? But don't you see? This this, this, this just shows that you guys were meant to be in each other's lives because you were in each other's lives without realising for two years and then, like, you've now come together. Like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, definitely. Aww. I wouldn't have it any other way, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, that's how I dealt with it. For me, it was just like... My ex- just based on my personal experience, I was like, okay, I'm just moving on. I know hard feelings, nothing like that. I just want to get out of it. So for me, it was like a fresh start, like just, you know, new new start for me. But it would have been nice though. Like, I don't know. But then now I look at some of my secondary school friends. I'm like, okay, it makes sense why we're not in each other's life. Like we're cool. We're not, there's no beef or anything, but I don't think it would fit for you to be in my life right now anyway. So it's calm. There's no hard feelings. Just life goes on in it. Exactly, and you you grow so much. And you, like I remember when I went to even like within my first year at uni, like I realized well, it wasn't like I just was like, yeah, I'm not gonna be friends with you guys anymore. It was just that I realized I was changed. Well, I don't. Well, no, yeah, I, I was changing, or I was just yeah. You can say that. I feel like you do change because deep it. Yeah. Secondary school, you're like in your teens, yeah. and then you're now going to uni, which is like your formative years of your life yeah. like that's where you're gonna discover a lot of things about yourself of course you're gonna change I'd I'd be worried if you didn't you know yeah I think I think the thing is sometimes you get a bit hesitant saying you change like it's a negative thing but actually it's I was normal. changing I was changing in a positive way and I was actually become I felt like I was becoming me and I guess like for me especially because I came from a predominantly white mm. background going to uni and then meeting more people like myself particularly black people Mm. like I just felt like at home and I was just like finally meeting people I could share the same like cultural nuances with and same even like majority like no I had some black Muslim friends but I would say the majority of my friends were were not Muslim but still just having that shared background that shared culture that shared experience it made things a lot easier and I'd come back home during the holidays and I would just feel like even more like distanced from some of my friends and I mean it's it's like it's, it wasn't it's nothing negative like you know I, I still like them very much now and like if we ever bumped into each other it's fine but you know like like mm. you said you grow you change um your circumstances are different and I think with school as well like you spend like you're kind of in a way forced to be mm. friends because you're in that environment with one another like yeah you might have some of the same yeah, you're in the same classes. Time yeah, table. you might have some shared similarities, but really, I feel like the first time I really started making friends with people that were really, really like me was at uni. But then it, I think it also changes once for me. And once you, once you finally get out of education, that's when like I feel like you're really meeting people that and seeking people that are a lot more like you because you're. You're just, you're, you're in the world. and Yeah, that's basically what's happened to me. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, because well, even with that, I went to uni and I didn't make friends at uni. I mean, I'm still at uni and <laughs> I ain't got no friends at university. Do you know what I mean? But then again, I feel like that's just because... Was that, like, intentional? Yeah, if I'm being honest, it definitely was intentional. Um, 
but that's because I um well it was no okay wait when I started nursing it wasn't intentional because that was obviously the first time I was going to university so it's not like I was going into it thinking yeah I'm just going in here and I don't want to make no friends I don't like any of you no that wasn't the case that wasn't the case it became intentional when I left nursing and started studying my new degree because then it was just like I'd like I'm not I'm actually not here to make friends like I'm here to get my degree and bounce do you know what I mean like I'm not really here to make any friends and then what kind of made it worse was the fact that um the uni that I go to unfortunately it's not like there's anyone I can actually make friends with hence why when I found out that girl me and that girl went to the same uni at the picnic it was like wow there's another one of me great um but I think the only reason why I could make such bold decisions was because in as much as I am very introverted, I find it very easy to make new friends. Mm. That's why, like, every year, like, there's always, like, one or two people that get added onto my friendship because I find it very, very easy to make new friends and I kind of adapt to my surroundings and all of that kind of stuff. So. It wasn't really a problem for me. However, I do feel like now it's a thing where I think maybe I've, I think I've always been like this. Though. I've always been very purposeful about my friendships. So if we're no longer friends, it's because you don't serve me in a way that I need to be served, and it just doesn't make sense for mm. you to be in my life anymore, or for or for you to be. What counts as serving a purpose? I mean, for me, it's like, and this is one thing that I've definitely learned this year, is in a sense where if I'm growing, no, not even that if I'm growing, but in other words, it's okay to outgrow people. And I feel like sometimes we beat ourselves up a bit too much because of the the length and the duration of time that we've known certain people so it's like you feel like you can never outgrow them because you've known them since year seven. When realistically, that's not necessarily the ca- that's not necessarily the case. You you do outgrow some people, 100%. and sometimes they don't serve the purpose of your life, yeah. mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like growing up, I didn't really have Muslim friends. So now, one of my main things is I need to have more Muslim friends because that's the type of people I want to surround myself with, sort of thing. So in as much as I love my non-Muslim friends to bits, don't get me wrong, I had to be honest with myself and it just came to a point where I had to start prioritising some friendships over others yeah. just because they kind of fit the purpose that I'm kind of looking for now, if that makes sense. Or not even that I'm looking for, but the purpose that I need. Yeah. Because um, I really think there's a huge difference with the like the, the people that you surround yourself with and all of that kind of stuff and when it comes to dean and all of that kind of stuff like you can you can have dean in your heart and all of that kind of stuff but if you're actually not surrounded by the people that are kind of allowing it to blossom and reminding you of Allah and all of that kind of stuff it is very hard it is very 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 hard in as much as we oh, like sure. to say that we're not influenced by our surroundings and blah 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 free will and all of this kind of stuff if we're keeping it a buck, it's very, very, very hard. But um, that's my two pants, you know. I kind of have a similar journey in the sense that I too, like it got to a certain point where I was really, really, I'd come to the, the decision that I only really wanted people that were going to like remind me of Allah and help me on my journey to get closer to Allah. And I started... It was hard because you get, I feel like, especially once you leave like education, for example, like it gets harder to meet people and to make friends. And as as you grow as well, as you you go into adulthood, you you see how people say like, oh my God, it's so difficult to make friends as an adult. And it it is in some ways, but I just, it meant that I just had to put myself in situations where I felt like, okay, I'm going to meet other Muslim people. So, you know, I, I started following things like TBMG and look at me now. Look at oh, where look I'm at now. now. Look um, at us now. Exactly. I, I have 
I have plenty of black Muslim friends. And it's funny because when I look at the different hey. stages of my life as well, like, you know, I left, I, I went to uni, I got more black friends. I left, I finished uni. I now have made more like black Muslim friends. And it's just like, I just feel like now I'm in a space of, like you said, I love my non-Muslim friends. And I, and I think it's important to have friends of different backgrounds as well. Let me just add. I 100%, 100%. To have people that are exactly like you. But like you, hundred percent. There's just something so. Um, I've 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 reached a point now in my life where like what I was wishing and praying for when I was a teenager and like when I was at school, I feel like I finally have, and I'm just like so happy in the relationships that I've built and, um, yeah. It's quite interesting because like, I don't know the way I you guys have like the whole process of oh you went to uni discovered your friends it's quite linear in some ways but like for me it went from shutting everyone out from secondary school because of what had happened with my best friend um then it's like when I was doing my A-levels I was practically I practically ghosted everything and everyone um bar a few people maybe um but even then it wasn't like apart from maybe two people it wasn't like a proper friendship friendship like we're in not it was just more of like, and this is something that's, I think, just part of my personality because I'm very extroverted and I'm a bit of a social butterfly. Like I get along with anyone and everyone. And it's like, I can have meaningful friendships, but I don't know if it's like a deep friendship. Like there's people that I get along with and it's like, okay, we work well together. We've got common interests, but a lot of it is from the perspective of careers. And it's like, when you make friends or when you connect with someone just through careers, it's very hard to like, I don't know, for me personally, I don't like to cross over personal and work life too much unless I really, really, really like you as a person. I'm very picky in that sense, but you wouldn't know because I, I'm just very bubbly around everyone. So it's like, I'm at the stage now because obviously like now I'm in the corporate world. It's like, there's, it's similar to what you guys are saying, like, you know, not finding a lot of people that look like you after education. Um, there isn't a lot of people like me in the in, in the industries that I've been in so far, whether it's film, whether it's just marketing. Um, we're now in tech. There's not a lot, and I feel like now that I've transitioned into tech, I'm come I'm meeting a lot more people um, through like common interests. The fact that they're they're black, they're woman, they're Muslim. I'm making those connections there, but I don't think I'm not there yet in terms of like really close close friendships. There's mm. very few people. That I would say like it's more than just work you know so yeah. for me it's, it's that I feel like I'm finding my friends now or maybe like from maybe like last year or like end of 2018 I think that's where I think I'm going but through you know that what? phase where everyone went through when they were in, starting out in uni I feel like that is happening for me now I think it's important though that I, I, I like that you said this happens for you now because I think we sometimes put a well I don't know about you guys, but for me, I used to put this pressure on myself that there was something about having friends from when I was like a kid and there was something really nice and romantic about having these lifelong friendships. But I actually think until you really know yourself, which is what we're all kind of getting to do now and and are currently doing, you're not really going to have the... It's going to make it easier for you to allow Mm -hmm. the right people in. And I feel like those friendships, you know, those childhood friendships, a lot of the time it's because there's family ties as well. Even if you're not like related um, by, via family, if it's like a family friend and the the parents are involved with each other as well, like mm. naturally, of course, it's going to last longer because it's not just you and the friend or the person you're calling a childhood friend. It's maybe like your mum or your dad and their mum and dad or something like that. So I feel like that prolongs it as well. But it's like, I've also learned like it's not about the duration it's more like the quality of that friendship because you can know someone mm-hmm. for 10 years but that the quality part of that friendship might just be about two years mm-hmm. and that's not always necessarily a bad thing it's just the way life has panned out so I feel like when people put like a time span or a limit or they feel like oh yeah if by 24 23 I haven't made these friends that I've known for x number of years then maybe I'm a bad person or maybe I'm failing at friendships it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. I feel like friendships need to adapt and adjust and go, be able to go with the flows and ups and downs yeah. of life. I feel like, and I feel like there isn't an age limit to make your lifelong friends. Like I might, who knows? Maybe when I'm 25, I might find 
you know, meet a friend that becomes like, you know, a sister to me. That I don't mean. know that. Um, and I just feel like people are just too rigid with it. It's too much, like sometimes. It's interesting that you made that point because me and my childhood best friend, the only reason, well, we, okay, so we've known each other since we were about two years old. And then we stopped talking for like, so we stopped talking, I think when, when we started secondary school. So from year seven to year nine, yeah, from year seven to year nine, me and Nyla did not speak at all. And this is literally someone that I grew up with. We used to go karate together. Did you have a falling out or it was just... You no, just... We, nothing. It was like, when we speak about it sometimes, it's so crazy because we actually don't know why we stopped talking. It was so random. Um, it literally became a thing where like we would see each other on the road and it would just be like, sorry, come back your arm. Literally. And it was so crazy because we like, it's crazy. Like my mom doesn't let me sleep over in anyone's house when I was younger. You know, African parents don't believe in sleepovers, but Nyla's house was the only house. If if my mom was going to Nigeria or somewhere, that's your second house, go there. So we literally went from that to literally seeing each other on the road. Like even saying the salam, like you don't even want to say the salam, but you're just saying it because you know her. Like, and then we started again. I can't year 10. That. <laughs> it, it was crazy. When we talk about it, we just laugh. And then we started again in year 10. And then we've been close from year 10 ever since. But I've practiced, she's still my childhood best friend, like, because I've known her my whole life. Whether or not I stop talking to her or not, that don't count. But the funny thing is, and this is what I was saying, it's funny that I mean it says that, because me and Nyla getting back together so basically we got back together and we became tighter than ever literally inseparable but we because we got back together and because we became really really close that brought the family back together not that like our family parted or anything like um uncle and auntie and my mom and dad they were always called together like they always used to go pray friday salat together and all of this kind of stuff but the closeness that me and Nyla found, it it just, it did some crazy thing. Like, we, it's like, right now, it's like we have one big family. Like, I li- in my head, I've got two moms, I've got two dads. It's literally, so I just found it very interesting. Like, but I think it's all a matter of dynamics. And I'm, I'm, and I've always been a person where I don't really, I'm not really here for this quantity. Like, oh, I've known X, Y, Z for this long and all of that kind of stuff because and I think I'm blessed in a sense where I because I kind of like you Amina even though I'm an introvert I feel like I am a bit of a social butterfly and I find it very easy to make friends like if I want to like if someone wants to be my friend or cool let's kick it off we can be we can be great friends yeah because I find it very, very easy like to make friends like when it comes to actually connecting with people I have no issues with that um department and there's some people that I have met that I've met um and it's like yo this is family like you're you're sis do you know what I mean like this is actually family in comparison do you know what I mean in comparison to like people that I've known for like I don't know how many ever years it's been and all of this kind of thing I just believe that like friendship is a bit like um friendships are very seasonal so you can't expect to have the same friend through every season because friendships are very, very seasonal. And as you grow, the the more you grow, the more you shed. Like the more you kind of shed aspects of your character and aspects of yourself, the more you shed those that are around you. Some people grow with you. Some people get left behind. And for me, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that's the beauty of life. Like why would you want to just hold yourself down to one group of people when you could go out there and meet so many different people different cultures different backgrounds and it's a bit beautiful to be honest i do a um what's the word what's the word what's the word what's the word what is that thing stock take stock tick <laughs> I do a stock tick um, like no it's not like I sit there and I'm like okay stock check stock, stock check stock check I don't know stock check I don't know if people hear the word I'm sure they'll understand what I mean it's not that I sit down and, and I'm like okay Khadija 
tick Amina tick. You gotta double tick me, baby. <laughs> for me, like, okay, so for example, going into this, into 2020, you know, at the end of 2019, everyone's like, oh, it's the end of the decade, da 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 da. So I took it up. Yeah, I took it upon myself. I took it upon myself. Not, not. It's not that I had any fake friends or anything, but I felt like I had a few friends that were a bit like, oh, this is gonna sound not dead weight, but as in like they weren't, they weren't doing anything for me. They wasn't serving your purpose. Yeah, yes. they weren't serving my purpose, and it was also a case of like I felt I've I have a thing where if I notice that I'm putting a lot of effort into a friendship and I'm I'm not getting much effort back, I will stop putting that effort just to see that I am not mad and I'm not crazy and then I will see that oh yeah like the, fr- the friendship was only surviving because I was putting in the effort so when it came to like the end of 2019 I was like okay you know what these friendships I've tried got Allah knows I have tried with these people so I just was I just you know that was I did my stock take and I came into 2020 the new decade the new year with my handful of friends and I say handful because I don't have a lot of friends like so my sister likes to joke at me and say Aisha has two friends I have more than two friends but because <laughs> you <laughs> who made the final two <laughs> <laughs> you two <laughs> nah and jokes yeah so I think like if you'd asked me when I was younger like oh do I want like it's well it's not that I wanted loads and loads of friends but there's something there's something about having loads of friends that makes you feel secure or whatever. But for me, I have found such value in having such a small, well, having fewer friends than like you were saying, Khadija, than having loads of friends or thinking about how long I've been friends with people. But um, something I wanted to ask you guys, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer because I know both of you guys and you guys both know me. Anyways, I don't know what's going on. But um, <laughs> do you guys have like a friendship group, or would you say nope. you have lots of different friends? And nope, I don't have a friendship group. I really Does don't. anybody have a friend? Does anybody have a friendship group these days? No, because but for I, me, it's actually been since I was a kid. A lot, the thing is, a lot of people actually do. A lot of people actually have friends. Do they? And I think right. that's one thing that. I only recently kind of came to to terms with it. It was something that kind of used to bother me a little bit. Like, oh, my days. Like, I don't actually have, mm, like, a clique, as it's called, you know. Like, um, I don't have, yeah, like, yeah. a group chat with all of the same friends. Yeah. And we're all doing the same yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. But I feel like that has been the case for me from a very young age. Because I remember I was in secondary school. And I had out of secondary school friends, whereas like everyone else in secondary school, their clique was the friends from secondary school. Whereas with me, I had my secondary school clique, but then I also had friends that weren't in secondary school. And then it got worse because I live where I live, but I go all the way to college in bloody East London, which till this day, I still don't understand why I did that. So I definitely wasn't going to have a click because now I have to make new friends in college. So I've got my secondary school friends. Now I've got mm-hmm. my college friends. Now I've left college to go to university and I have to make university friends. And now, so I've just always had friends all over the place, even till now. Like, yeah. That's why I don't do birthday dinners because I'm not calling everyone together. Forget it. Oh my God, no. With, when it comes to birthday dinners... When it comes to birthday dinners, I choose the I choose the people that I, I it's either like I'm going to do it with my two best friends from uni or I'm going to do it with my friend that I met here or this person here or these three friends here. I don't I don't mix groups. I don't mix friendships. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why. Like it's not no, that it's I don't a mess. Don't any, do it. Would not recommend. Well, no, I just mean in general because like for example, I have a friend who I have who who I know her like very 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 good friends really well as well and like we've been on holiday together and all this kind of stuff so I've I don't know what it is like all my like I know my friends would get would all get on well I mean you've met a couple of my friends Khadija and but there's just I just don't like mixing friends and I think Mm. maybe it's because I like I guess every I feel like every friend has a pur- has a purpose and like I have a friend that I want to do this with and I have a friend that I want to do that with and some friends can come together in some circumstances but I don't believe all my friends need to meet one another they can just meet on my wedding day I've actually that's actually yeah. what's going to happen you, you lot are just going to meet on my wedding day and when my kids are born 
at their naming ceremony. That's about it, probably. I don't think I've had a <laughs> click from the jump. Like, I think just from a very young age, I was always like a very like strong-minded individual anyway. And I was always very confident in my own skin. So people gravitated towards me. I didn't go out of my way to make friends per se. It just kind of happened. So it's like people could never, even to this day, people can't really associate me with a specific group of people, even if it's as small as three people in a group. Like they just can't. It was always like, oh yeah, that's just Amina. She's just doing her thing. I get along with everyone, like, even at school, I got along with the nerdy kids, the sporty kids, the popular kids, the kids that, you know, were had in the corner, whatever, whatever, whatever kind of kids there were, like, I just got along with all of them. It's like, everyone could just approach me and, you know, we could hang out in different ways, basically. And it's just been like that throughout my whole life, even to this day. It's like, when people, when people think of me, it's like, oh yeah, that's just Amina. She's just doing her thing. Like, that's all, that's kind of how I've always been. It's like, I'm very individual, but... At the same time, I just communicate with everyone and I just cater to everyone in different ways. So it's like, for me, it just never made sense to try and even put all my friends together. Like, they're just so different in so many ways. And like you said, Aisha, like some, in some circumstances, some of my friends will probably be good friends with each other. But it's just too awkward. Like, when I wake up, it's like, I'd rather... When it comes to friendships for me, I like to cater according to how we've met and the nature of our friendship. I like to cater to that because I feel like that's when I can bring out the meaningful qualities about each other as friends rather than just trying to force everyone under this one like blanket of friendship, you know? So I feel like because of that, it just I just don't see the point of trying to like bung everyone together and like yeah, a dinner or it's something. It's not by force. Weird. It's not by force. And also I have a thing yeah, where is, I, is that, I don't think it's healthy, you know? No. Because I, I feel like, if you're constantly trying to find ways to mesh everyone together, then you probably don't understand what boundaries are in some cases, I would argue. Because it's like, with certain friendships, you discuss certain things, you open up about certain things, and there's boundaries, un- unspoken boundaries, between you and your friends that you wouldn't, you know, expect to merge with other friends that you've got. Cause it wouldn't make sense. It's like, you know, it's, it's, and that's probably why, like, in certain situations, we fought a type of way, like, if I went and told you something because I reached out to you for this reason and I'm comfortable telling you, and then you went and told one of my other friends, like you would feel some type of, I would feel some type of way because it's like, there's a reason why I didn't go to that friend, I went to you, you know? And I think that just comes part, partly to what Khadija was probably saying, like um, um, serving a purpose, your friendship needs to serve a purpose because I feel like our friends cater to us in different ways and we cater to them in different ways. And I feel like, the older you get, the more you appreciate it because life life happens. People grow, people building families, people, you know, traveling, work. Like, it just makes sense. And I think that's what's natural and healthy anyway. So I was going to ask you guys. Hold on. Sorry. Just hold on, hold on one sec. I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> I don't know why. It's funny. <laughs> this is what recording at home is like. Um, sorry, Khadija, you were gonna, you were trying to say um, something. I was going to ask you guys if you've made um, friends through social media, like good friends through social media. Um, yeah, most of my friends I met through social media. I met like I got close to you, Khadija, through social media, and I met you through social media, Aisha. That is true. That is true. Yeah, true. But I also didn't. Know, the funny thing was when I met Amina in person for the first time, I didn't realize that was you. It took me like I think it wasn't until like our third recording that I clocked that it was you that I'd been following and like interacting with on social. Why is that? I'm curious to know. <laughs> I think you know what it is. I don't think I really saw your picture on Twitter. That was what it was. But when I put two and two together, I was like, right, this makes sense because you talk like how you tweet. <laughs> mm, <laughs> it was because I'm even louder in person. Much louder. But the thing is, because on Twitter you don't because if you don't upload a, if you don't upload pictures of yourself on Twitter, I don't really know what you look like. So because because mm. at, at that time obviously you weren't doing YouTube or whatever. So I didn't it took me so yeah, it took me about uh, like three recordings to realise that it was you. I was like, oh, mad. 
Yeah, because I remember you're like, wait, are you? Yeah, I was like, like, oh, yeah. I was like, you're Aimina, because that used to be your tr- your handle. Aimina. Yeah, that used to be my app back then, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God. It's Aimina, not Aie. No, I said Aimina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Answer my question. <laughs> I can do um no but in, to answer your question i don't think i've ever have I ever made a friend off of social media i think i've had friendships like i've met someone in person once and then like we've maintained friendship through social media but i don't think i've met someone off of social media and then like we've become friends in person like met in person i don't think so yeah but if you have a friendship with them first online then that you the question is, have you made a friend that you've met through social media? That's the question. Oh, then, yeah, because like, Amina was someone. The, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say yeah. so too. And you know what's mad? I've met, I've made friends who are like American and then I've met them in person and they're still some of my closest friends. Like some of the longest friendships are with people that I was, have been mutuals with online. As in, I've met them in person. The friendship is still there. It's, if anything, it's probably gone stronger. Like, I have, like, mutuals that I've known since I was 17. And we're, like, good friends. As in, we've gone through life and we're still, like, just as close. Huh? No. I was just, just going to say that my, my closest, like, one of my really closest friends, I met her through social media. She DM'd me. And, um... You would never think oh, that really? I met her, like that we met Aww. through social media. It's so funny. Like, yeah, she DM'd me. It, this was back when I used to write, and she DM'd me about one of my blogs, um, asking me some questions about it. And then, yeah, literally from then, we we become like. And when I say one of my closest friends, I mean like very, 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 very close friend. Like bridesmaid, wedding day, your kids and my kids are gonna be fake cousins or a friend um that's sweet yeah <laughs> so oh, but yeah but then again as well look how close we are and we all met on um social media and i feel like you guys are like yeah and i think that's normal i know what you were gonna say i feel like okay. older people for example i feel like this is something that um a lot of older people used to tell us they'd be like oh strange danger like oh online people are not real people but it's like as the digital space has continued to evolve and you know, it's part of our everyday life. You know, I think, is it really strange to make friends off of social media? These are real people behind the screen, just like you are as well. And it's not normal. And I feel like one thing like social media apps, like Twitter, for example, it's closed the friend, the, the different circles of friendships that are floating around even more. Like you realize how small, you know, London is, for example, like the world is actually a lot, it's made you feel like the world is actually a lot smaller than it really is. Um, and I think because of that, like, it's very easy. Like, I remember once, like, someone must have said, like, Twitter allows you access to different people's circles that you wouldn't normally have in real life. Because a lot of the lines are blurred because it's a pub, it's a public forum. Like everyone's, you know, sharing their opinions, their thoughts, their life, etc. And so that transition from, oh, you know, I've seen this person and I want to like try to physically get to know them as a friend. That's that barrier's kind of been removed because of social media apps. And it's much easier to be like, hey, hi, what's up? Kind of thing, rather than like skipping around and trying to find that person through a family friend or neighbor or seeing if you can catch them at work. And I feel like that's normal. That's the, that's the age we're living in right now. And I don't, I feel like that, that's where the disconnect is between, between our generation and the older generation because for the older generation like meeting online it's like whoa what the hell scary red flags whereas for us it's like it's a bit more in sync partly because social media apps and just the digital world it's so in tune with our everyday lifestyle and our necessities it, but it's, it's kind of just like how it's so um let me just say this one thing but it's kind of just like how it's so no i think me and you were talking about it, Aisha about how normal it is to say that you met someone online, like a partner, like, you know what I mean? It's so, like, he slid into my DMs. It's so normal. Whereas literally, let's, not even 10 years ago, let's just go maybe like a good five years ago. It would have been like, oh my days, you met online. Now it's like everyone expects you to find your partner 
online. It's so crazy. I mean, sliding into DMs and all. But why? I I feel like though there's still that hesitation to admit when you like. I feel like no one has an issue when you say like, "Oh, I met my best friend online" or whatever. But when it comes to apart relationships, people still have that like. There's still that slight stigma attached to it, and even you like if you take so. it further to yes, Khadija. Yeah, like no, people no, Khadija. No, pe- no, because I feel like it's definitely improved. There's been some progress. But like, there's still that low key, like, oh, Ross, are you not? Because, no, I'm like not that. even just talking about social media. I'm also talking about like your matchmaking apps and sites and whatnot. Like, people are. But that's the thing. I think there's a big difference between the matchmaking apps and social media. Even though that, I, yeah, I feel like when you break it down, there's definitely a stigma when it comes to the matchmaking apps. But when it comes to the he slid in my DMs. That's fine. Everyone thinks about that 24-7. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One DM yeah. and we're here now. But it's the true. moment it's yeah. matchmaking apps, it's two different things. Because I feel like with a dating app, it's like you're literally signing up in yeah. order to find your match. Yeah. Like, that's literally the sole purpose of it. Whereas if it's like Twitter or Instagram and stuff, there's still an element of, yeah, yeah I could just tweet what I want or say what I want. I'm just mucking yeah, about banter. Sense, yeah. And then maybe there's a potential to meet someone. Maybe, you know? But when it's like dating apps, it's literally I'm building my profile so someone I can attract the person I want. I'm adding this information to attract the person I want. I'm using this picture I'm because I want to attract the person I want. The whole purpose of it is literally to hook up with someone or to build something with someone. So I feel like that's why it's a bit more like awkward. I just I, I think for me it's just like I think um I don't know if it's it's if it's not necessarily the way I would want to meet someone, but I I would like that stigma removed within our community because I do think it is it is the yeah. next it is how a lot of us are gonna meet people and as you said so many people meet their uh, uh, partners friends whatever on social media so like why and and online in general so I just yeah I just think it would be nice if that stigma kind of went away. I think it will. Yeah, I think on. I think at the end of the day, like uh, Khadija, like the app, the particular app Khadija mentioned, like these things are still like very much the first of their kind, and they're evolving, and they've only just started mm. and whatnot because they weren't they weren't around like five years ago. Like five years ago, no one was meeting on these things. Actually, exactly. things like um, what's their names? Like all those, like, they have they've actually been sites for years. Like people have been using the sites for years, but um, those were like for. But they just weren't very. They just weren't that integrated in our lives. Yeah, but I have they been Muslimified? Yeah, Muslim sites. Muslim sites. Oh, there was like oh, singlemuslima.com and no, but they've been sites because I remember when I went when I used to go to um my uh, Islamic school. I remember one of our teachers. She met her husband on um one of these websites. Um, and then me and some of my classmates went on went on it because we found it funny. <laughs> you found and, it yeah. funny, really? I mean, we were like we were like twelve, so yeah, we found it funny. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, we were curious, but yeah, I think things are going to change. Then. Yeah, I think things will change, but it's interesting. Hundred percent, I think things are going to change with time. I just find it funny that people are just so like, "Oh my god, no, no, no!" And it's like, but you literally make like friends with like absolute strangers as well online, and you meet them in person. You don't know who you're going to meet. But I feel like that's because like people still want that romantic story of like, oh, we just bumped into each other or I saw him at work or something. Well, but that's what I, I want people to admit that, Amina. I want people to actually just come out and say that's what it is instead of putting down the people mm. that meet people through these apps. Exactly. Not, because I like, yes, 100%, I am a romantic. I like that idea. I, you know, people, the bumping into each other. Drop my drop, books and he, or he spills coffee me. on you <laughs> and then you go and whatever, he buys you a new top. I don't know. But <laughs> I've watched too many films. Way too many. Um, but just, just yeah. <laughs> but just admit that, like, there's nothing wrong with saying that's how. If that's what it is, then fine. But yeah. I think, yeah, I think a lot of people project their um their romanticism insecurity, but through a negative way and like through an attack on other. But anyways, like I said, this could be a whole nother episode. So 
let me not sidetrack the conversation one thing i did want to ask you guys actually was have you ever so you see like on the timeline often like people saying like, oh my god friendship breakup is so much worse than heart um heartbreak whatever have you guys ever experienced like a really bad friendship breakup and like how did you how did you overcome that hmm. i wouldn't say anything like too crazy i've experienced like small small but i feel like the friendship breakups or like and i will say that like in quotes because i feel like i've had to like just abruptly cut things off with people without even having to tell them like just purposely be like okay from now on i need to like distance now and i think and and part of that is because a lot of some of not a lot some of the friendships that i was maintaining they were through trauma bonding and it gets to a point where it's like okay, we connect because we've gone through a certain thing in our life or, you know, we can relate to certain struggles and whatnot, which is fine. But one thing I've learned is like, when the soul friendship is based on just trauma bonding, it just goes left because it's like, I'm now progressing and I'm developing and I'm trying to work through these emotions. I'm trying to unpack all this trauma and they're just like clinging onto you and trying to put you, like drag you back into that dark space again. And it's like, at that point, it's like, you can't even talk them out of it anymore. You can't even be like small, small progression with them. It's like, nah, this has to be abrupt. And it's so hard because it's like, I when when you connect to someone in that way, it's like you want to you want to be loyal to them. You want to, you know, be a good friend and stick by them through thick and thin. But at some point it's like, when is the limit? You know? And that's why I've had to like cut it abruptly. And it's really heartbreaking because you're thinking, I know you're in a dark place like that because that's how we connected and became friends. And it's just, all it always plays in your mind. And it's something that I've had to like, really like deal with it on a personal level. Like Amina is your part of you healing is letting that go. You can't keep getting dragged back, back into that little dark space again. Like let it go. That person will deal with it in their own time, but let it go. You're not a bad person for abruptly ending it. So I feel like that's been heartbreaking for me personally. I um I'm trying to think if like as I asked this question I was like have I actually ever been because I feel like every time you see those kind of comments on social media everyone knows exactly what that what that knows knows the feeling and everything and can attest to it and everything but when I actually try because I was thinking I don't think I've actually ever gone through like a really bad friendship breakup but I've experienced like tipping points in friendships where I feel like where something's happened maybe and I'm thinking oh my god like where do we come from where do mm. we go from this like oh my god like, and, yeah. and, and the, the thought of us potentially have, ending our friendship has made me feel very very sad and whatnot but like when I actually look back to all the friendships that have ended they needed to end they needed to end and some of them ended a lot easier mm-hmm. than others some I had to be very drastic and just completely cut off because it was not the most pleasant of friendships um but I think with each one there's a you learn from you learn something and you learn how to handle that kind of situation and another thing I guess like do you ever I personally don't there are some people where I'm like I'm so glad I'm no longer friends with but I don't regret that friendship I don't regret that friendship at all do you yes yeah loads of people like that yeah I was gonna ask do you guys ever do you do you guys regret any relationships it's not even about regret. It's just more of like, you know what? It makes sense why Allah's removed this person in my life right now where I am. It makes sense. It's not even about regretting, oh, there's something wrong with them. It's like, actually, you know what? I'm glad that Allah just made it happen and I didn't have to do the most. The signs were there and yeah. I tried my best, but I'm glad now, like, you know what? I feel good. And it's, it's not even coming from a place of regret. It's like I don't want to be friends with this person anymore, but I'm glad and I'm and I'm happy that I'm relieved even that they're not in oh, my yeah, life definitely. because I just feel like I'm at a different space now, and I mm-hmm. I feel like if they were that if those kinds of people were still in my life, I don't think I'd be where I am right now. I don't think I'd be healing and progressing at the pace I am right now. Definitely. So it comes from that sort of space. I think for me, when it comes to losing friendships, is this this might sound a little bit ego filled but I don't think I've ever lost a friendship that I haven't that hasn't been replaced with better in a sense so it's never I don't I I don't regret them I don't miss them because I don't necessarily feel like I've lost anything per se 
And I, like I said in the beginning, I do feel like friendships are seasonal. So because I've always been very adaptable to people, not 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 to people coming and going. I've been very adaptable to making because I've always been able to make new friends. I've never really had an issue with losing friends in a sense because it's just like well. Listen, it's part of life sort of thing, you know what I mean? People come and people go. Um, and I do believe that if Allah takes something away from you, he does actually replace it with better. And we can and I feel like I've adapted that that thought to my to my friendships as well and not just things, because that's something we tend to do a lot. We just tend to use that type of thought on things and um careers and all of these things but not necessarily on people and friendships and relationships that we hold and i i've been in situations i've i i don't know if this is heartbreaking but i have lost one person that really 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 did hurt me based on the circumstances on which we stopped talking as well um and this person was more of a she 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 was my she was a family member but you know when you like have a family member that's also kind of like your best friend at the same time? That's basically what it was. So we were like, I, it's so funny that we're speaking about this because yesterday I was going through my phone deleting pictures and I saw a screenshot of me and her phone convo and one day we were on the phone together for nine hours. Like she was in the library doing her work. I was in the library doing my work. And we just, we just kept, we just like, we just kept the foot. Like we, we, there was, Parts where we wouldn't talk, but we just kept the phone on from when we got into, from when we left the house to when we got back in. But I was just sitting down and I was thinking, oh my God, it's crazy how we've gone from there to, I don't even, we don't even talk anymore. You don't know what's going on in my life. I don't know what's going on in your life. Like she's going off and doing things that we planned together. Like, oh, my day's on this day. You're going to be doing this. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now she's like, oh, like, damn. I don't even get any invite. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but in as much as it hurts, I can hand on my heart say I lost that. And that was a very dear friendship to me. But wallahi, uqsu billah, Allah replaced better. Do you know what I mean? Like in as much as it hurts so much, Allah replaced me with better. So much better. So, um, I'm not really fussed about losing friendships and losing people because I, I personally believe you lose something and you get something yeah. better in return. And some people, some people aren't meant to be in a certain chapter of your life. However, one thing I will always say though is when it comes to losing friendships and all of this kind of stuff, we need to be a little bit more honest with ourselves as well. Because a lot of the time it's, oh, they didn't do this and they didn't do that and they didn't do this and they didn't do that. Sometimes you need to be honest with yourself and say, you know what? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah they didn't say their part in the you. friendship to make the friendship work. <laughs> but I also didn't do X, Y, and Z. And I should looking at me like, nah, I'm not ready. I, I ain't doing that. It's all them. They're toxic. They had a go. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. I didn't do anything. It was all them. <laughs> I mean, in my friendship, if you lose me, it's all you. But I mean, <laughs> that's all you. But um, it was it was all them in mind. But yeah, I do think it, it it's good to kind of just like be honest with yourself. So, so so the same thing doesn't happen in in your other yeah. friendships and all of that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, man, that was definitely. Now that I think about it, that was definitely heartbreak for me, boy. That broke my heart into pieces. I think now that you said, I think I've reached a stage in my life now where I'm mature enough mm, to acknowledge mm, if mm. I have made made a wrong in a friendship and if that I mean I look back and I think well yeah. I'm gonna be honest I don't think any any of my the friendships that ended were for me like they really weren't <laughs> but I I've re- yeah because you know what it is I put a lot of effort in my friendship so I'll literally do everything I can to make it work same and I've and I've, and um, I've it's got- but that being said mm-hmm there were times where I didn't do anything to the friend. I was just not in a space where I could invest in the friendship. That's and that cost me. And that's something that I've had to learn. Yeah. And, you know, that's part of life. So yeah. that's something I would acknowledge, actually, yeah. But, you know, they say friendships, there's a, friendships come, wait, what's the saying? Friendships are there for a season, reason, and, or lifetime or something? Season, reason, or lifetime? I don't know. Some, I've, I've heard I've heard a saying oh, like that. Hold on, let me look. Season, reason, or lifetime. Oh, it's a poem. 
Oh, okay. Aww. Oh, people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. That's what it is. And I, and I really believe that. It's true. i got to say, I do, I, I do have quite a few lifetimers. I do. I do. That's cute. I have my seasons, yeah. but I do, I, yeah. I do have quite Same. a few lifetimers. Yeah, I like. Same. Yeah. I feel like where I'm at now in my life, everyone feels like a lifetime friend because I don't invest in anything that I don't really could be for yes. a shorter amount of time. If some of them end up that they're only for a season or for a reason, then fine. But as where I stand and how I view all my mm-hmm, friendships, mm-hmm. everyone's in there for a lifetime. Um, we'll just see who makes it. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone's finally finding themselves. They're, you know, they're prioritizing yeah. certain things that's mature. Yeah. So it makes sense. What is one quality you uh look for in any friendship, relationship? Oh, and I have one. And and this is my, and for me, this is a what's it Kindness. called? It's a um it's a deal breaker. Kindness. And it's honesty. I love transparency. I I can't deal with non You are big on transparency. But you know what? I am learning that not everyone can be as transparent as I am. And I need to learn that I can't expect the same amount of transparency from someone just because I'm very transparent. But on the other hand, I feel like, yo, if I'm being very honest and very transparent with you, the least you can do back is just don't lie. Sorry, guys, I'm going to get annoyed. Don't lie to me. Do not lie to me. Just don't lie to me. I just don't see I just don't see the point in lying. And the thing is, I always know. I always know if you've lied. So just just don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, you can always tell. I feel like that's one thing that can actually just make me say that can definitely like leave water under our bridge is lying. Lying to me. Yeah, it will leave a lot of water under our bridge. I can't look at you the same. <laughs> because it's like, yo, I I like building relationships on honesty, like where we can be honest with each other. So where you've chosen to lie, I know it's not my fault that you've lied. You chose to lie. Because this friendship, this relationship is built on honesty. So you went out of your way to lie. And for that reason, there's a lot of water on our bridge. And when it comes rolling down, that's your business. You're going to sink in the ocean. Ooh. <laughs> okay, wow. Okay. I think, um, wow. God, that was deep. That was that really deep. deep. Um... I mean, you said you said kindness. My for me, it's uh, loyalty. It's one hundred percent loyalty. I can't. I've I've been let down so much in the past by people that have not been faithful or or no one cheated on me. By the way, let me just make that clear. Nobody cheated on me. You can't cheat on this. But anyways, um, you got the bag. You can't cheat on her. No, but yeah, like I've I've been I've been let down a lot in the past by some people, and I just for me like loyalty is really big, and because I consider myself a very loyal person, mm-hmm. so I don't understand why you wouldn't be loyal to me. So that's that's where I stand, and I need to and I need to know I can count on you. I need to know I can count on you. So yeah, that's it for me. Yes, 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 yes. I chose kindness because first of all, like in Islam, kindness is mentioned a lot. And I used to wonder, like, why? And now, as I've grown up, I've realized a lot of the traits that are associated with goodness links back to kindness. You can't be an honest person if you're not kind. You can't be respectful if you're not kind. You can't be loyal, truly loyal, if you're not kind. I feel like having that kindness in your heart makes you a generous person. It makes you a very um, understanding person, an empathetic person. It, it roots into so many good traits. And I feel like you, if you don't have that kind heartedness about you, it's very hard to have a lot of the other traits that are associated with, you know, what a good person entails. And so now when I look at it, when I, when I come across like what Islam says about kindness and how important it is to have a kind heart, like the Prophet Muhammad stressed on it so much. Um, I look at his life and I think, no wonder so many people trusted him. Because in his action, in his lifestyle, the way he spoke to people, the way he didn't even speak sometimes, it was always done out of some form of kindness. And it, lead, it led to so many of his traits that made him the last messenger. Um, and I think just based on that, and just based on my life experiences, I feel like if I wasn't a kind person, I wouldn't have a lot of the good traits about me. So that's what I want in a friendship as well. And just 
with people in general. And yeah, to me, that's why I feel like if you can't be kind, then there's a lot of things you can't be either. That yeah, no, I agree with, with that. Person, I, think so, that's, yeah. I think you hit the, hell, the nail on the head with that last bit. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening as usual. Before we actually started this recording, we were checking out our stats and we were quite blown away by where all our listeners are from and how many listens we're getting. So thank you so, so much to everybody that's listening from the US to the UK to... I saw someone in Ukraine. So hi, hi to you. Um, oh, yeah, Malaysia. Everywhere. So thank yeah. you so much, everybody. Oh, yeah, Malaysia. But yeah, thank you so much for you guys' continuous support and for tuning in every week. We really appreciate you guys. Love it! Assalamu alaikum. Sorry. We love it. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Okay, bye. I'm just going to end this. Bye, guys. I'm just going to end it. Assalamu alaikum.